Welcome to Sweeping the Country, uh, where we go into the vault once a week and dig up some old interviews with Mr. Jimmy Carter, my partner in crime. Of course, he holds the keys to the vault. Let's check in with Jimmy right now. Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? I'll tell you what, we're going to go into comedy, and we're going <laughs> to go like it's a college class into the history of modern-day comedy and the stand-up people. Oh, I love it. And people who have been headliners, all three have headlined in big places over the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're historic. Uh, Dave Chappelle is probably the hottest comedian going around today. He just did a thing at Hollywood Bowl, if you're watching this in yeah, May yeah, yeah. of 2022. He played to 70,000 people. And that's uh, there was a couple of people who have done close to that over the years. Yeah. But in modern times, he is the hottest one. Now, you know, for a generation before, maybe it's Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. although he's so rich, he doesn't have to work much that's true. anymore. Jay Leno is certainly someone who made a lot of money out there on the, and he's now doing car stuff and yeah. former tonight show host. And a lot of these people have, have, have passed away. Mm-hmm. And, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like when anything else, you study the people who came before you to see why they were successful. And in the case of the first one, Rodney Dangerfield, he was from, he was born in 1921, first of all, well, you know, so it's been a long time ago. He was into what they call self-deprecation, observational comedy, insult comedy, insult, black yeah. comedy, and one-liners. And you can go on YouTube and find him on The Tonight Show a few times. It's just one zinger after another. It was a different a different day, a different time. But this is Rodney Dangerfield, the guy who they said, he said himself, I can get no respect. I don't get no respect. Rodney, who is your favorite comedian? I hate all comedians. They're competitors. <laughs> Very good. Uh, it says, Rodney, this is a, a lady who's not real good looking, okay? Just to keep that in mind. It says, how about it, Rodney? Are you free this Saturday night? How about Friday night? <laughs> Another lady who's better looking. Rodney, why do you wear a red tie? So I can lasso chicks like you. <laughs> Rodney, who designed your clothes? Maurice of Memphis. <laughs> says, Mr. Dangerfield, do you write your own comedy material? I steal everything from everybody. <laughs> All right, that's good. Moving right along, thank you. Um, I like this movie very much. I thought you were a, a, a good actor. I've always thought you were a good comedian. But I thought your serious scenes were uh, very effective. Thank you very much. And I very much like the scene that cost $25,000 that you did with the sheep out in the field. Well, they watched that outside. Is that it? <laughs> you like that heat scene like there, that. yes. And Shakespeare on the House is one of my favorite lines I've been going with. Um, how good a comedian was Jack Roy? Well, that was my mm-hmm. second name in life. Huh? Uh, Jack Roy. I was a comic at 19. I became Jack Roy. And I was a, a comedian until I was 28, and I quit. How good was he? Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard uh, for someone like myself. Uh, at the time, I was a kid and doing what uh, kids do. I lacked maturity. I had lacked an image. Uh, but I was always writing material, and I wrote an awful lot of things. And I was doing what I wrote then, you know. And I made a living, put it that way, you know. I made a living. Uh, but it drove you to selling paint. Well, I got married, and I was leading for, <laughs> looking for a normal life, you mm-hmm. know. So my wife is a singer, so we both quit show business and got married and decided to lead a normal life. That's what happened there. But it was very tough, I guess, uh, not making the decision, but going through with the decision to come back. 
Well, the marriage didn't work out, and I sort of looked for do something that would be a, of interest to me mm -hmm. and a, one of my other loves or something, so I went back in show business. Were your parents funny? Were my parents funny? Uh, I would say my father has uh, had a, Was he a lot very like good you? sense of humor. Uh, perhaps, I don't know. Uh, my mother and father were separated most of their lives. My mother brought me up, but I got to know him later on in life. He's a right guy. He's all right. But he had a great sense of humor? Yeah, he had a great sense of humor, my father. And my mother did, too, to a degree. Yeah, my father had a... I know that growing up was, you know, you said that it was kind of a depression time and there wasn't a lot of money. But were you basically happy? Did you have a good time? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I wasn't so bad. Happy. You were an athlete, and uh, kind of, weren't you? Uh, no, I was a good swimmer. A I could swim good. I could mm. swim good. And I played ball, whatever other kids mm -hmm. do, but it was generally you know, great Were you a class clown? No. No, I was very inhibited and uh, more or less... Uh, Shy? Yeah, yeah. I was not the... Uh, when I was 17, I started to go out and do amateur nights with imitations of people and stuff like this, you know. Do you find it interesting now that you're a little older than then, that you're more of a sex object to the girls now than you were when you I were 17? I don't know why you say that. I'm not a sex object. The I mean, girls uh, love you. The women love you. I mean, we went where, out on the street where? and found them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're not meeting them or something, but they really think that... Are there Rodney's bars great. you go to for this, or what is that? How do you find these women? They're I mean, women come and say, Rodney Dangerfield, my husband loves you. <laughs> That's what I find. Uh, how important was Ed Sullivan to your career? Oh, that was the first uh, break I got on television, Ed Sullivan show. And you went first up there and time. tried, what, what did he do while you were doing your uh, shtick? Did he just look at you? I think he you? went to the men's room, I think. <laughs> what did he do when I was doing my audition? So he at you audition? like a, they say he was a stone face. He stands man. on the side and just looks at you, yeah. So. How do you know if you were good with, with Ed? Well, the audience reaction. If you're getting laughs, you're doing all right. But Ed didn't, wasn't much of a laugher, huh? Well, he, just, he was strictly if the audience liked you, he liked you, that's all. Hmm. You know. Is it different now going to some place? Do you ever play the comedy store? I know that you went there last night. Oh, yeah, do you sure. ever get up there and do a couple things? Sometimes, yeah. Is it different now doing a, for an audience of a more contemporary crowd than a group that's sitting there in the Ed Sullivan audience that's very proper? Is it easier to make them laugh? Easier to make them laugh now than then? Well, they know me, so it's much easier. Mm -hmm. That makes that, a difference? If someone knows you, oh, I think so, yeah. If an unknown walks on, you're going to prove it. But mm -hmm. they know you, it's much easier. You accept it right away. Uh, some of your favorite comedians I've heard you speak of before, but some, one, some uh, thoughts about them real quick. Laurel and Hardy, what was the well, about them? They talk about the greats, you know, mm -hmm. they're the greats. Uh, W.C. Fields. Great, great. Groucho. What was yep. the secret about Groucho? Just that he was witty? Well, it's the whole the concept whole stick, of the, the whole look, thing. It's like uh, and Jack Benny? Wild. Yeah, Benny great. Now, today's com comedians are uh, very different than these people, really, I think, in a way. Somebody like a Bill Murray. Great. Great comedy actor. Great. Chevy Chase. Very good. Very good. Very good. Eddie Murphy. Very, very talented. Very talented. Jay Leno is, uh, very good. is going about it a different way. He's just trying to be himself. No, he's, he's very good, Leno. Leno has, uh, he's very good. You like David Letterman? Very much. Carson? Well. He's, uh, would you really say he was a comic great? <clears throat> Carson, a comic great. He's a great wit. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he's uh, as far as being a comic great. I don't think he's a classic in the, like the other people. How you about mentioned. his timing? And yeah, he's, a, his he's timing. a wit. He's a uh, he's a tremendous wit, mm -hmm. Carson. He's very uh, he's very adaptable for it. He's the best at what he does. So uh, after Back to School's a big hit, I uh, think they'll sign the contract on doing Caddyshack too. I don't know. That's you want to? 
It's all according it's to... A, uh, the money's there and... Uh, well, no, it's, if it's a good movie, if the script is there. Well, this is a very good movie, and the people are going to yeah. like it. All the folks are going to like it. That's good to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay. You might have seen him over the years in Caddyshack. That was a great movie, and he's all over that one. And in Back to School, Easy Money, and a, several other things. So a very interesting, tragic figure in so many ways, mm -hmm. but he was mm -hmm. the king of stand-up. Hardly any, you know, he was the role model for a, such a generation of people because he had so much material. Yeah. And he was, he had, he looked like somebody that was, I get no respect. <laughs> he, he did. And he was rapid fire. He was, you had to be listening to him all the time because it was oh, coming, yeah. coming, coming, you know? Now, in a more sensitive generation that we have evolved into being, yes. the snowflake generation, Yikes. they don't understand. Rodney Dangerfield, that type of stuff. And agree. so if you didn't understand Rodney Dangerfield, you really didn't understand Donald J. Rickles from New York City, another New York City comic, just like Rodney Dangerfield was. And he was an actor, but he was most of all uh, kind of a peripheral member of the Rat Pack, which is Frank Sinatra and that crowd, Dean Martin. He was such a regular on The, the Tonight Show and David Letterman Show. And this generation knows him more as Mr. Potato Head from the Toy Story franchise. Ah, that's right. And here he is, Don Rickles. You know, I'm trying to remember, how, why do I know Don Rickles? Is it from my youth at, in the Ed Sullivan show? Is it from watching you in the movies? Why, why do, do I, I know, know Jimmy? Wait a minute, give me, why do I know Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. No, you, you might know me. I, I was on Ed Sullivan once. He said, and now this youngster is going to come out here and boom, boom, and... He's going to talk to me. I said, Ed, snap out of it. And it was a long story. And Ed didn't know who I was. He was wandering around the stage. But uh, you might, hey, Johnny Carson. What is the one thing that made you famous, so to speak? Well, I think the, the uh, Frank Sinatra was a, was a big booster of mine in the clubs. And then jumping ahead, uh, Johnny Carson and Dean Martin, they were very influential when Dean Martin had those roasts. I became very well known. And Johnny Carson was a big influence. So Funniest thing I ever saw on television when he chased you into the other studio after you broke his uh, cigarette case. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, yeah. My, that my was favorite, old. almost my, one of my top five favorite things really? on television. Oh, thanks, Jim. Yeah, that, that was, and that, that happened really for true. He was mad. No, I wasn't mad. He was playing mad. Yeah, right. No, if he was mad, I wouldn't be here. Now. <laughs> He's a banana when it comes to working out and killing people. But Johnny, no, he, he, we did that. turned out to be very funny and a lot of talk about it. And it was really happened. And then you were, I have you in one of my favorite movies, Kelly's Heroes. Yeah, we were just talking about that, yeah. Clint Eastwood, who is uh, sitting around now with his hunting dog shooting birds or something. I don't know what he does. but He almost Clint. killed Donald Sutherland in that movie. Yeah, oh yeah. He said he was almost dead. Yeah, Donald Sutherland, he, he didn't know he was in that movie. <laughs> At that time, he had a, yeah. had a, it's a long story. Yeah. And we were in Yugoslavia, and once in a while, then I would turn on, I got so lonely, I'd turn on Tito, you know, on, who ran the country, and I would turn it on, and I was understanding him. That's how lonely I was. And all I hear was, he go, well, lonely, go lonely. <laughs> That's what I heard for about six months. But you'll need Twenty minutes of coffee. Going way back, let's go back together. When I'm when you were when you were a child, do you remember being a child? When I when I fell out of good? my mother, I was in the hospital. The doctor missed, and I fell right on the floor, and I had all that soap over me, and I skidded about thirty-five feet, and I wound up in a hall having a sandwich. I remember it. Do you remember your first toy? I know you hate that, but do you remember? Do you have any you recollection of your first? I toy? I could go for your throat, Jim. Yes, you could. <laughs> I have a blowgun in my pocket. Don't make me go for it. Okay. Everybody asked me about toys. I, when I was a kid. You're in a movie about toys. Yeah, but uh, don't get sore. Okay. <laughs> don't really get angry, Jim. I'm friendly here. Okay. Why did you turn on me like that? I got hot. Gee, <laughs> well, I'll get you abroad. Thank Forget you. about it. Hey. 
guy's ridiculous. He got mad at me for no reason. No, my first toy. <laughs> first toy. I don't remember. They didn't have toys when I was a kid. Guys, F.A.L. Schwartz was, a, was just a Jew wandering around town with a fire truck. What do I know with toys? I didn't have a toy. Everybody asked me that same question. I don't remember the first toy I had. I don't want to talk about the toys. Leave me alone. Do you remember high school? <laughs> high school, I remember. Remember the bell ringing. A lot of bell. I used to go, oh, I got to go to auditorium. A lot of bell. Were you a good I was student? the president of high school. Ooh. I was the president of my dramatic society, and I was failing every subject in the world. World War II. That came along and got me out of high school. Otherwise, I'd still be there going four and four is eight, eight and eight is 16. I was still in high school, and I got a war diploma. That's the truth. They, the Navy came and said, take this guy. He doesn't know how to spell. He doesn't know how to do anything. But he could take a bullet. He could handle a bullet. So they figured they were short of guys dying, so they used me. Well, what then did I put on the report card, like finished. in the comment section? Oh, excuse me. What's the matter with you? I'm not finished. I'll be quiet. Then I went over to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And those guys were running around the jungle. They were going, ooh, 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 and that's how I got the idea of doing potato head. I went in the jungle and one of the guys looked like potato head. He went, doo, 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 doo. I said, potato head. That's what I wanted to tell you. That's how I got this part. That's ah, a sequel to Platoon that you're trying to it. tell me. That's Boy, it. they'll write about that a long time. Now, what did you want to ask? It's your turn. I was going to ask you what the comment section said. You, you have paper and pencil? Well, I was just pretending. It was oh, kind of an improvisation. Oh, let's do that. I'll pretending. Pretend We're pretending. Comment section on the report card. Did they ever say anything like, Don needs improvement or anything like that? No, they just went, boom, failure. <laughs> boom, failure. That, that was my name. Don Failure. And the other one was, will you shut up? I thought that was my middle name. Shut up, Don. That was my name. You didn't get good grades in conduct. No. But I graduated American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Nobody knows that. Fantastic actor. I was there. Jason Robots. Robert Redford. Well, he was before me. Uh, after me. He was, he's a kid. He's busy combing his hair. He don't know what the hell time it is. But there were a lot of guys there. Jason Robots, Anne Bancroft, wonderful actress. They were all in my clique. Grace Kelly. And uh, they all hung around with me. Did you ever steal any material from Milton Berle? Now, Milton Berle was my hero, but I never stole any material from him. Everybody says he claims everyone stole his material. Well, that's why he's 89 now and just sitting in a chair going, la da 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 la da da la da 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 But he's 89, God bless him. He can't help it. Who was your inspiration? Milton Berle. Milton Berle. Absolutely. And just because my hero, he's huh? just the man, right? Just a guy. A guy that I used to stand around and go, hi, Milton. And then he was young and normal, and he went, la da 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 <laughs> Had this problem. I don't know what the hell it was, but he kept doing it. Do you like any of these young whippersnappers, like Jay Leno, for example? Jay is very clever, very bright. I'm on his show, but he's good. Of course, he needs an operation. He bust hit him when he was a kid and raised the whole damn thing. Now when he breathes, he sucks up his chin. It's a whole thing. And David Letterman, very good. Larry King's a good... Larry King and I go back about 45 years. We good friends. We used to work on his houseboat in Florida when he had a radio show. Mm -hmm. And Larry King, very big... And Tom Snyder, do all those guys. Now I met you, I could skyrocket. Now I'll I tell you, you what. I'm set. I'm set. All those guys are very good. Did you ever think you'd be a toy? I mean, that's, is that a likeness of you behind you? Don't, make me turn around. I, I, don't let me turn around because the camera guy I know has okay. got a gun. Does it look like you? Did you ever think it would come to this? Yeah. Hey, a couple of bucks you do it. I didn't, I didn't make a big score on this, but it's a start. You know, Disney don't come up with big bucks. You know that. I know. Michael Eisner just sits in the room going, it's all mine. You can't I mean, we came out here on a troop train to do this, you know. Did you really? Yeah. I came out by bus. Hmm. Yeah. From Spain. <laughs> yeah, staying in Spain for the summer. <clears throat> and now you're gonna, we're going to interview you later in the year for Casino? I mean, you're like a big oh, actor big again. big in Casino. Robert De Niro carried him through the whole movie. Man just stood alongside me going, gee, he's so good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He don't know what time it is unless I tell him. We became great friends. Bob's great. And Marty Scorsese, unbelievable. Man, the last time I saw him, he was out on Fifth Avenue going, it's going to be great. And I put a little rubber band on his can and he flew away. It was great. Do you still have to ask Frank before you can do any of this stuff? Huh? You have to ask Frank before you can take a, a gig? No, no. I don't ask Frank anything. It's That's okay. why his hand's like this. 
I asked Frank once, and he hurt my hand. <laughs> it keeps going from, remember the strange love? Keeps going yes. from my throat. But Frank's great. He's not here tonight. He's, uh, Frank's over at the warehouse with Vinnie Bumbuno and Charlie Gabadano <laughs> fixing the trucks. Nice meeting you, sir. Pleasure, Thank Jimmy. You. Thank you. Jimmy I remember him for the right guard deodorant commercial. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is Don Rickles. Give me the president of right guard. Hello. You the underarm biggie? Listen. Quit making your right guard antiperspirant with this super dry anti-stain formula. Why? Listen, you hockey puck. I'm an entertainer. I get laughs with my insults. But how can I get people hot and bothered when they've got your right guard keeping them cool? Remember that? Okay. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> works. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how old I was, but always a funny, funny guy. And his comedy, I don't think, will fly today. But it, but it, no. for the time, it was it was great. I mean, it was great. Again, it was insult comedy, mm -hmm. and he was it, it was observational comedy, just like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, uh, he was an actor, and he was really good. You might have seen him in Casino. Oh yeah, with Robert De Niro, the Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, long before that, he was in the Clint Eastwood movie Kelly's Heroes oh, that they shot over in Eastern Europe. And he was in Run Silent, Run Deep with Clark Gable. Mm. I mean, he he had a lot of those kind of roles, but I don't know. I, I thought he was funny, and that was perfect casting as Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Indeed. And then we jump ahead from people born in 1921 to people mm -hmm. born in 1951. Robin McLaren Williams oh, from Chicago, oh, Illinois, raised around Detroit. Mm. A lot of people knew him from the sitcom Mork and Mindy. Nanu, nanu. But this guy, of all the people I've ever sat down with, and that includes presidents, that includes everybody, teachers, it doesn't matter. The fastest mind I ever sat with was Robin Williams. Uh, he was brilliant. He was fast. He was, you had to learn how to interview him. I interviewed him a lot of times, mm -hmm. and I had to kind of learn how to do it because there was a right way and a wrong way to do it. You could take him. He could be as serious as you wanted to, yeah. but that's not what yeah. you wanted. He could be a little blue, you know, and you had to, for G-rated television, right. we couldn't do it. And you'll, right. and what you're going to hear is a raw interview. So we might even hear some stuff in there that we could have never put on television. He was Mrs. Doubtfire. He was in Hook. Oh, and in this movie, we were talking, although I don't even know if we even talk about the movie particularly, because <laughs> we never seem to, but we had gotten together for the movie Birdcage. I want to see you on Meet the Press, or maybe this week with David Brinkley. Have you ever thought about that? Doing some I, political questions. It would be very frightening to see me there. Oh, but I want up. to know simply what's going on in this country as we know it. What is up with Steve Forbes? Why? Half billion dollar war chest. We'll be right back. See, I think you could do a great job with that. Brinkley's going to get off this gig after next year. You know? Is he really? Yeah. I'll be rough with me. I'll just be going, Ross Perot, Ferengi. We'll be right back. See? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say right now. Here he is. I'm going to move the money around, move it around, move it around. Here we go right now. Just like an old snake oil salesman. Don't be afraid of me. Here we go. Do you want the flat tax, Robin? Do you? <laughs> The flat tax, 15%. Those with bigger breasts, less taxes. taxes. All right, now let's see here. This Mrs. Doubtfire thing and, uh, and this one, uh, will you be doing the village people story next? I mean, what could be next for Robert? The Indian in the village people. I'm the policeman. Young man, <laughs> there's a place you can go. Ethel Merman does the village people. Y-M-C-A. Look at you. You brought One of my the favorites. Memories. I want to go to the You were the policeman. Y-M-C-A-C-A-A-A. Ovitz. There's a country you run. I say Ovitz. What are we going to do when you need him? Now, Nathan Lane, he says you're a very normal person, and I couldn't get him to say anything else. 
Did you pay him off or something? What's yeah, the big deal? time. He knows. He thinks you're normal. I am. I'm very, actually, very quiet, simple person. Even though I wear glasses from the Heinrich Himmler collection, this is, uh, I am normal. People have this assumption that I think that I, you know, that I bang off walls and I'm manic all the time, and that's one assumption. <laughs> and sometimes I do. By the way, are you nearsighted or farsighted? What? Nearsighted or farsighted? You hit part of What? What? <laughs> I, uh, I need them. I, it's they're nearsighted very, if I need them. They're not very thick, really. No, they're no. not. <laughs> they, if they were thick, I'd, actually, I got these from the Hubble. <laughs> Read the top line, Alpha Centauri, Sirius, <laughs> and the rest is a black hole. Maximus. Yes. It is, um, these are glasses I got a long time ago because I'm, I'm nearsighted. Oh. I need them to see uh, distance. That's right. That's nearsighted, isn't it? Okay. Now, I hear you're going to kind of rest for a little while now. You've been working like <laughs> all the time. I, it is. My work is always like <laughs> 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 What are you doing? Are you finished with that movie? <laughs> 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 all of a sudden, it's Charlie Callas. And then <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I worked, I think I've been working uh, back to back for a year and a half. So it's about probably take a couple of months off. So what do you do? You take the kids and the and the wife, and you go somewhere, or what do you sit around? The no, house don't take them. Put them in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, we go. I went to the Caribbean for a while. That was great. And what do you do? Like on a day off? Can you relax? Do you read well on a day off in San you Francisco. Can like, do this on the beach? Or what? I can't do this on the beach. You, you know why do you do this? Because there's not always enough room to do this. <laughs> That's a great old joke. Anyway. But um, when I'm home in San Francisco, I do stuff like ride bikes, mountain bikes for 20 miles, or run, hang with my children, play computer. Read. Yeah, here the, uh, see, I'm really, I've gotten addicted to this computer stuff in the last ah, year and a half. You have your own website? Oh, www? Actually, I do, but it's in something out of Europe. I haven't gotten the regular ones. So weird. Welcome, deal. my friend. Welcome. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> you actually got it's low rent reb's websites. But your email. Website. <laughs> <laughs> it is a low rent website. Uh, you're emailing uh, Spielberg back and forth and playing games and doing things yeah, like that. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do. Uh, there's like, you know, there's certain netware that you can do uh, certain flight simulators together. Um, you know. So you and Steven sit around playing flight simulator together. That sounds odd. Once in a while. Friend. <laughs> Friend. Good. Points. But uh, we, yeah, we did this one. There's a new one that just came out we've been playing. It's great. And there's also Mech Warrior 2. Have you ever done that? Mm -mm. Oh, my poor I've done man. regular flight simulator you know, Microsoft you Get yourself a hard drive. I got a Pentium, son. <laughs> yeah, I got Pentium? a Pentium. Ooh, Pentium Envy. That's great. 486. Right, Give me some more. That's right. Bites. Bites. I'm still waiting for you to do the uh, Ernest Angsley story. I think that's the one. I that miss I, him. I wanted Ernest to. would appreciate the birdcage. I had hair, remember, at um, one point. Pray. You come on home. Don't be afraid. It's a so miracle. I, I thought he would grow last time. It didn't you help. did it, and I'm trying. <laughs> We're going to get you a Chia Pet instead. <laughs> That's still around. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> that, that, always at Christmas. They're always trying to sell this. Oh, those cheap pets. Just buy Sinead O'Connor. Sadly, Robin died by suicide at his home in California. His autopsy revealed undiagnosed Lewy body disease. I think he knew uh, that he yeah. had either Parkinson's or something, and he took himself out. Again, a lot of these people that are these funny people. Yeah are just up and down in the emotional world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jerry Seinfeld is probably one of the most normal. Hmm, and Jay Leno, too, come yeah. to think of it. They're very, they don't have this tragic past and all of that. Yeah. But, you know, David Letterman's a strange duck. Yeah, he is. As funny as he is. Uh, Kimmel is from a fairly normal part of the world. I don't know much about uh, Fallon, but, you know, they're more normal today than some of these Depression-era yeah. comedians yeah, yeah, were. Yeah, I could see that. And, uh Robin, you know, what can you say about him? And in the future, we're going to do a whole, maybe one or two episodes with Robin because we have so much material yeah. and he's such a classic person and so still well-known Aladdin 
you know, oh, was yeah. a huge, huge movie where he was the genie. And you, I mean, his movie career was huge. He was an Oscar winner, uh, you know, Goodwill Hunting. I mean, he was an all around just, I loved him. I really did. I love that guy. And I have so many funny stories with him. But those are three very classic legends of comedy indeed and jimmy thank you so much for sharing that with us today i look forward to getting in depth with robin williams we'll do that down the road but for today that's going to do it for sweeping the country tune in next time right here on sweeping the country you can get it anywhere you load podcasts and remember if you need to reach out to jimmy go to askjimmycarter.com or hit me walker at gmail.com until next time good day good day